Thank you for tuning into the City Church California podcast. We exist for anyone to believe in God, to become who God created them to be, and to build the church and our city. Don't forget to subscribe to our podcast so that you can be updated anytime we add new content. Now let's check out the latest message from our Sunday gathering. Today is Build Together Sunday, and we are excited about that. Can you say amen? And again, for us, Build Together, it's not equal amounts, but it's equal sacrifice. And what I have in my hand, Becky and I have been praying, and uh, our income is not exorbitant. Uh, We have a pastor's salary. It's gracious, but we live in California, not Alabama, like I want to, or Georgia, or Texas. I am called to California, but as we began to pray, I have to say, we went to our savings, which is very limited, and we both came up with the same amount. And it's a sacrifice for us, but it's one, it's not a debt we owe. We do not look at this as a debt we owe. But I want you to hold the envelope. Uh, if you have not uh, decided prayerfully, now's the time to do that. It's not too late online and here in the room. And it's going to be a miracle offering because we're doing this together. And united in our faith is for one purpose that not only are we a living sacrifice, but I want to live in victory. Do you hear me? I don't want to live a defeated life in any area of my life. And I don't want to have victory on Sunday morning, drive out of the parking lot and live defeated in my mind, in my home. I want to live in victory because Jesus Christ always leads us in triumphant victory. That's not just a victory that's overwhelming victory and I believe we can can you say amen so at the end of this service at the end of this time we're going to come together and we're going to put our build together offering in these two boxes if you're online you could click the link as Michael said build together even if you gave online take an envelope and let's come together and let's see what the Lord will do I just have to say church I love you And I am so overwhelmed at your generosity, at who you are as a people. Four years ago is when we started this. And I have to say, it has been miraculous each year. The first year, we didn't have the LED screens. We didn't have this platform. We didn't own a camera. But two weeks before the global pandemic, COVID hit our nation and world, uh, we finished this project with your generosity. And many churches closed their doors. People said, hey, have you closed your door? No. Through our people and their generosity and build together, we flung them open. And we have reached more people than we have had. And I don't know if you know this, and since October, adding the third service, we have had consistently, continually the largest attendance we've had in all 13, 12, 13 years. And that is because of you. Amen. Last year with the worship album, the content, the compassion, it has been overwhelming. Well, today we conclude our series on a living sacrifice. Everyone say, I am victorious. 
And we're talking about how to overcome, how to be a victorious believer in Jesus Christ. And build together is this. It's a living sacrifice who worships God's way and lives out God's will. I don't know about you. I want to worship God's way. I don't want this just to be music with Christocentric lyrics. I want to worship God with my heart, my mind, my soul, all my strength, but I want to live out God's will, not just on Sunday, but every day of the week. Now, Romans is one of the greatest books ever written. It's probably one of my favorite. John is my number one. This is my number two. Romans used to be my number one, but I don't know. John started macking out with me so now oh well that sounds weird uh the gospel of john <laughs> let me clarify that oh lord you know the gospel of john i'm teaching it and it's changing my life dear god that's weird in any way uh romans is amazing it is spiritual it's anointed it brings enlightenment there's never been a revival without the book of romans in romans chapter 1 to chapter 11 shows us who god is in the work that he's done. Chapters 12 to 16 show us how we respond to who God is and the work that he's done. I like to say it this way. Romans chapter 1 through 11 shows us who and how or what to believe. Then chapters 12 to 16 shows us how to behave. And I don't know about you, a lot of times my belief and my behavior have been fractured. But these past few weeks, I've feel like a fractured bone. God in his word, in the spirit, are setting that fracture into a healing and where we're one and that's what we want. We started uh, my part of this series uh, a few weeks ago and I want you, if you have your Bibles, open to Romans chapter 12 and we're going to look at verse 10. 13 and 21, and you'll see in these verses where it says, outdo one another in honor. Come on, we honor up, we honor down, we honor all around. And then last week, meet the needs of the saints and practice hospitality. And today we're going to begin to talk about overcome evil with good. So let's read these scriptures. It says, love one another with brotherly affection. And the Crowders were saying that, that they felt an overwhelming love. Love covers a multitude of stupidity. Amen. It says, outdo one another in showing honor, contribute to the needs of the saints, and seek how to show hospitality. And I love this. Say it with me out loud with a bold voice online and in this auditorium. Do not be overcome by evil, but overcome evil with good. Now, I don't know about you, there is a lot of different opinions on what is good and what is evil in our culture. And you know what's amazing? Jesus, and we know it's the words of Jesus because they're written in red in my Bible. Anytime Jesus speaks, the words come out red. That's a joke. All right. And so he says this in the end of time. I want you to really think about this. And I think we must be living in this time. In the end of time, they will call up down and down up. They will call good evil and evil good. And everyone has an opinion on what is good 
and what is evil. And one thing I know for sure, opinions will never defeat the evil that is in the world or within us. For example, masks. Some people thought to wear them was good. Others thought to wear them was evil. Other people think today, when you see what's going on in our world, that they think if you're for Israel, it's evil. If you're for Palestine, it's good. I want to just stop and put on the breaks and tell you something biblically, that Israel is in the heart and the mind of God, and God is not, it's 100% pure, demonic, diabolical evil when people chant in the streets of America from the river, the Jordan River, to the sea, the Mediterranean Sea, that the Jewish people will be wiped out from the face of the earth. Please know this, this isn't the first time this diabolical, demonic, satanic evil has occurred. It happened in the time of Egypt in the pharaohs and they killed Israeli babies. It happened during the Roman Empire with Herod the Great when they slaughtered Jewish people in their babies. Can I say it happened during the Nazism in the Holocaust? And I want to say right now, church, the Bible has opinion on what is right and what is wrong and it's not up to us to begin to change everything and call down, up, and up, down. Even a child knows if you go to the ground, it's down, you've fallen. But if you go to the sky, it's up. It's time for us to have a renewed mind and begin to live in victory. Can you say amen? And I just want you to know we are living in the end of time. I cannot even believe what I'm seeing. In Las Vegas, less than 10 days ago, in Clark County, at a high school, I was a youth pastor. You know how many high schools we've been on in a 37-year period? They had a young man who saw a smaller kid getting bullied by a mob of animals. And he went to protect the smaller kid. They ended up beating and kicking him to death. It took the police department in the city of Las Vegas over a week before they responded. I don't know about you. I'm not the sharpest crayon in this box, and I'm not a rocket scientist, but all I know that murder's wrong, lying's wrong, stealing's wrong. They took the Ten Commandments off our courtrooms, out of our schools. Maybe we need to bring them back, because thou shall not murder is still thou shall not. It's evil. It's down. It's wicked. It's diabolical. Are you with me? And can I say if someone is anti-Semitic, they're anti-Christ, anti-Christian, anti-church, and they are satanic. Bam. Run and tell that. Are you with me? We're living in a world, in a culture that doesn't believe in God. And the founding fathers, if I hear one more time the opinion that the democracy is fracturing, we are not a democratic nation. We are a republic because the founding fathers realized that democracy was mob rule. Well, I'm tired of a godless mob ruling the United States of America. We are the people of God called by the love of God and we stand up with the justice of God. Can you say amen? Don't get me preaching early up in here. Everyone look at your neighbor and say, Bill, together. 
And so I really do believe this. How do we have victory? One thing I know, you cannot have victory by sharing your opinions. We only have victory by overcoming evil with good and not being overcome by evil. Are you with me? Now, how does Romans 12 start? It says, in view of God's mercy. I believe the only way that we could overcome the evil in our culture is that we begin, please write this down, that we begin to look. It says, in view of God's mercy that we begin to look, we begin to ponder, and we begin to consider the cross. I want you to write that down, that we begin to look, that we look at the cross of Jesus Christ. And on the cross of Jesus Christ, we see the love of God, and we also see the justice of God. I'd say it another way. We see the mercy of God, and we see the wrath of the anger of God. God's wrath isn't coming on you and I. I was raised Catholic, and every time I did something bad, and that was every day, I thought I was getting punished for it. No, God's not punishing me for my sin because he punished his innocent, only good son for my sin that I may receive God's love. Are you with me? So say this with me. Say, overcome evil with good. In the cross, listen to this, God did not want love without justice, and he did not want justice without love. I'm going to say that again. It'll sink in, and I'll explain it. God does not want justice without love, nor does he want love without justice. Many people say today, you ask most people in our culture, do you believe in God? Yeah, yeah. I believe he's only a loving God. I only will believe in a God who's love. Now, if you think about a famous murder case in the first, I mean, the last five years that's gone throughout the nation, and when it went to court before a judge and jury, if the guilty person who took the life of another was let off and guilty was called innocent, there would be an uprising in the nation. And why is that? They would begin to say, justice wasn't served. But when the guilty person is charged and is said guilty, they will say justice is served. I have an announcement. Our God cannot be a God of love if he's not a God of justice. God is a just God. He's a loving God. The cross of Jesus Christ is fueled. The wrath of God is fueled by the love of God, but the wrath of God went on his son that you and I would only receive the love of our God. Can you say amen? If you have your Bibles, go to Romans chapter 12, and we're going to begin to read verses 20 and 21. And I love this. It says, therefore, if your enemy is hungry, feed him. Obviously, Paul's not from Louisiana. You choke your enemy. You do not feed them unless it's filled with poison. No. It says, therefore, if your enemy is hungry, feed him. If he's thirsty, give him a drink. Get this. For in doing, you will heap coals of fire on his head. Say it out loud. Do not be overcome by evil, but overcome evil with good. Let's read it in the message, paraphrase, Romans 12, 20, and 21. It says, our scriptures tell us that if you see your enemy, run after him. No. (laughs) If you see your enemy hungry, go buy that person lunch. Or if he's thirsty, get him a drink. 
Get this, your generosity will surprise him with goodness. Don't let evil get the best of you. I just want to stop right there. Do not let evil get the best of you. Get the best of evil by doing good. I really love the part where it says, if your enemy is hungry, feed him. If he's thirsty, give him a drink and do it. So get this, you will heap coals of fire on his head. When I first read this years ago, when I was a new believer, I thought if I would do good to someone who harmed me, it would actually like burn their conscience. It's like, yeah, fire right now. They will not sleep. Their arm will freeze. They will lose their job. Yeah, I'm going to be good. And the better I am, the worse they're going to be. That is not what that means. In Bible times, they didn't have electricity. The worst thing about a power outage in California, almost always when they come, Becky and I are cooking, something's in the oven, something's on the stove, and you can't cook, the lights go out, it's night, and thank goodness for an iPhone and a flashlight. They didn't have electricity back then, so fire provided not only heat, it provided light, it also the energy to cook food. So what women and men would do, they would go to a part of the town or city, they'd have a specially made pan, they would put it on their head, but they would fill it with fresh coals, and it's saying that if you see your enemy and he's hungry, don't walk away, mm-hmm, you deserve that, mm-hmm, thank you Lord, I prayed they would get what's coming to them, no, 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 that you go and feed them, you give them to drink, and it puts coals of fire, what it's saying, when the fire that is the energy, the warmth, and the light of their life, it begins to go out because the evil that's attacking them, when you're good to them, you go and put extra coals of fire in their pan that it would spark the other coals. Can I say California needs a revival of fire? We need a fire of the Holy Spirit that is able to feed our enemies, to give them a drink, that revival fire will come about, and that's what Build Together is all about today. When we come, we're giving our city our town, our state, we're giving them a drink and something to eat to overcome evil with good. Can you give the Lord a shout and a hand clap? Amen. I want you to write these three words down, evil, good, and overcome. Just write that down. Maybe you could say it with me. Say evil. Whoa, not good, not good. Say good and say overcome. And again, it's really amazing what people call good and evil. Some people call conservative people evil. Other people call liberal people good and vice versa. I do not, I am done with the opinions of our culture and even some believers. I want to know what God calls evil and what God calls good. Can you say amen? Now, I don't know about you. Have you ever gotten mad at what's happening in culture That when you see it on television, you start screaming at the television as if it's a person. Am I the only one? Thank you, sir, for that witness. You sure make me feel better. I was talking, no, I can't believe this. This is wrong. And Becky's going, oh, no, my husband's a pastor. She goes and shuts all the windows in the sliding door. Pierpont hears the maniac screaming about the evil in the world. You know why I think we like to shout about the evil in the world? Because it blinds us from the evil that is within us. 
You see, when it's talking about evil, number one, it's talking about our inward nature. It's talking about the constitution of being human. Really, where we're at today, and I'm going to draw a line in the sand, and to me, this is what this offering's about. Some people believe that every human being is born good, and that what creates evil in them is the bad society. Maybe the oppressor, maybe this group of people, maybe it was men, maybe it was women, maybe you were raised in the South. I was, and I'm okay, okay? And they think that most people are born good. But the Bible doesn't say that. The Bible says all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. If you do not believe that human beings are born evil, then how many of you have children? Remember, oh, I'll never forget, we brought Jude home, John home, Jake home, and Becky's going, look at my baby. My baby's so good. My baby's so beautiful. My baby's a saint. We even give them Bible names, and we think that's going to make them holy. Wait till your baby turns two, then you will believe in a sin-evil nature. I'll never forget when Jew was born, I said, you see, he's good looking. That's my side. When he turned to, I said, you know, that's Becky's people. Those people are jacked up. Come on. Isn't it easy to see evil in one family and not in your own family? Isn't it easy to see evil in another person and not in your own life? I could see all the forests of evil in culture until I look and see that I have a force in my own eye and God wants to get that out. Everyone say evil. Evil is a constitution. It is a nature. And what's funny, when people say, yeah, Jesus was a good man. He's a teacher. He died. Yeah, he's a martyr. He's like Gandhi, the Buddha, John Lennon. No, John Lennon did not. The Buddha did not. Mohammed did not die for sin. Joseph Smith didn't die for sin. Jesus died for the worst evil, and that is the sin that comes into mankind. Now, we're all made in the image of God. They call it a mago day. But you know what? I don't know if you figured this out. The image of God in me is fractured. My belief and my behavior don't line up. So what happened? On the cross, Jesus fulfilled the justice of God and the love of God, and he died that I could know the goodness of God. Everyone say evil. And I love what he said. Do not be overcome by evil, but overcome evil with good. Do you know how these exhortations start? They start in verse 9 to 21. Love without hypocrisy. Can I say, church? What you heard the Crowders say in this beautiful video, we're not here to put on a performance. Jesus doesn't want you to try to act good. Dear Lord, am I the only one? Am I the only one who tries to act good? And the more I try to act good, the more evil I act. I don't know, even from a kid. I'll never forget my neighbor in Louisiana. This Because of the bayou and the swamp, the sidewalks were cracked. And say, you can't step on a crack. You'll bake, break your mother's back. I was mad at mama that day. I stepped on every crack I could. I said, I'm going to break her back right now. I was only four years old. Why would a four-year-old do that? 
And why would a man marry his fifth cousin? We're evil. Come on. Can I say, Jesus died for our sin. Everyone say good. Now, remember what Nicodemus said to Jesus? He said, good teacher. That's an adjective. If you call someone a good teacher, a good coach, a bad coach, a bad teacher, it's an adjective. But later on in the gospel, Jesus said, listen, listen, no one's good but God. And you know what good is? It's something that is foreign to the core of our being. I'll never forget one time I was interviewed by a First Amendment attorney on CNN. And he was mocking me. He, he mocked for 10 minutes before he let me say one thing. He said, oh, if you don't accept Pastor Jesus, you will go to hell. He said, they all dress the same, sing the same, read the same. And he said, oh, I guess that's why you're going to heaven, because you're trying to do these things. I said, no, you have it wrong. I said, I am not a sinner because I sinned. I sinned because I was born a sinner and I needed to be born again. And so do you. What's happening in America? We need to be born again. We need salvation. What is salvation? Please get this, getting a new heart. But even if you have a new heart without a renewed mind, you will never fulfill the will of God for your life. When it came to build together, really? You think I'm giving to get God's approval? Do you understand I had a debt of sin that was so outrageous? When I went to my 44th high school reunion, they all asked me the one question. Jude Bukway, they don't call me Pastor Jude, by the way. How did you get a call? We know you. I started laughing, I said, right? I'm just as shocked as you are that God would call me. Before he called me into being a minister, he called me out of darkness. He called me out of hell. He called me out of the evil that possessed me. And sometimes I think we're over-concerned about the evil in our culture, so we do not have to reflect about the evil that is born in our nature. And what Paul is saying, you've got to begin to live a different way. I am not trying to live a old Jude way with the new Jesus outfit. I want Jesus to live in me, be expressed in me, and he's changing the way I think. Come on, worshiping God's way, but living God's will is sacrificial giving. It goes against, I believe California will be transformed. Even as the Crowder said, when we begin to love without hypocrisy, we abhor evil. You know what I hate more than hearing about an Israeli baby? I saw it. Twins are put in a bunker. The town is near Gaza. The parents are brutally murdered. When the, the army goes in, the Israeli army, they hear a cry and in the bunker are twin babies. Can I say, without Jesus, I would be just as evil. I'm not judging them, but I want to see Christ come to California, to the United States, in the world. The Middle East will not have peace until Jesus Christ begins to rule in the Palestinian heart and in, in the Israeli heart. America cannot be healed unless say, God is transforming the Republicans and the Democrats. Come on, can you say amen?
Everyone say overcome. Overcome is not a passive word. It literally is an aggressive military word. In the moment, you're going to take your envelope, and Becky in a moment is going to come up, and we're going to worship together. Overcome isn't just being passive, but it's aggressively attacking. And you know what Paul says right before, if your enemy is hungry, feed him. If he's thirsty, give him a drink. And doing so, hot coals, that's not torture. You're bringing life to them. And he says, do not be overcome with evil, but overcome evil with good. Listen what he says right before. Paul quotes God in Romans 12. He said, vengeance is mine, says the Lord. I will repay. You know what the basic evil in all of us are? You keep my car, I'm a flatten your tires. You hit me, I'm gonna hit you. And that's the world we're living in. An eye for an eye, a tooth for a tooth. But if you live by the sword, you will die by the sword. You know how we overcome evil with good? Please get this. Two ways. You may want to write it down. We trust God and we forgive people. When we think we have to react or repay, we're allowing the evil that is within us to, you know what it means by overcome? It's dominating us shaping us controlling us is there any area of your life that you're out of control it's dominating you it could be an area where you have not forgiven he said vengeance is mine i will repay how can i forgive i had a debt that was so huge because my debt was paid overpaid I want to forgive others their debt. Can you say amen? America needs us to do what we're doing today. And this is sacrificial. Today, actively, we're coming against the evil. What is the greatest evil? The thought of no God. There's no God. And they say the mob rules. They say our democracy is fractured. We're not a democracy. We're a republic. The founding fathers said, if these people do not have God in their midst, they will not be able to self-govern. I want God to come in me, change me. I want a reborn heart with a renewed mind that with the born-again heart, I worship God's way. But with the renewed mind, I live out God's will. What is it if we worship God's way, but we never live out his will, then we will be most frustrated. Amen. I'm going to ask Becky to come up. And as she's coming up, I want to ask you this. Maybe you believe in God, you worship, you think the music's cool, and you really, it kind of puts the atmosphere of your soul in a good place. But I want to ask you, are you living God's will? Are you living God's will? There's still areas of my life, I know you won't believe it, that he's not done with me. He's still working, but I need to respond to him. As I reflected over these 13 exhortations, I do it prayerfully. As I read the 13 exhortations, abhor what is evil, love without hypocrisy, pray without ceasing. All these, vengeance is mine, says the Lord. It, I still come short, and I still need Jesus to help me think differently. 
The victory of our lives does not start on the outside, just like the evil in the world doesn't start on the outside. It begins in the mind. It begins in the inward part of the human being. But when my mind is renewed and I begin to obey scripture like Becky and I did with the check that is in here, it violates the natural mind that is only interested in self. Me, myself, and I, the satanic triad of the human being. But when I do God's will and I say, God, not my will, but your will be done. And I plant a seed as Becky and I are doing it day we plant a seed I'm telling you it breaks the power of the evil that is in our humanity in the glorious born again new nature that is in us is greater than the evil that is around us and that is in our humanity we overcome the evil of sin by the goodness of the God who dwells within us can you say amen will you stand at your feet I want to ask you this. Maybe you believe in God, but you're not living God's will. And you know it. And today is your day. And I know this may sound silly. There have been times I've had a stronghold. Something destructive in my life. And I'm not saying this to manipulate us. But where I gave sacrificially in an offering. And all of a sudden the power to begin to overcome that which is destroying me. The evil in all of us has the potential to destroy all of us. We're living in the end of time. I can't even believe it. You see Israel, you see Hamas, then you read Ezekiel 38, 39, and you would think that you're reading the front page of a newspaper. We are living in a time where it's gonna get darker out there. But in here, we build together in us, it's going to get lighter in here. And you say, well, when is the rapture coming? I'm not quite sure if it's pre, mid, or post. But one thing I know, when he comes, I'm going up, Jesus. And all I know, why would God take the church, the light of the world, out of the world when the world needs us now more than ever? Now's not a time to draw back, but to press into our God, to see the saving of California. It's not for us, it's for those who don't know Jesus yet. Can you say amen? Now, okay, I only have a few minutes. Good Lord, Becky, help me. I wanna make a good altar call today you believe in God, but you're not living God's will. I personally think we need to bring the Ten Commandments back in school. I think we need the Ten Commandments back in court, back in the halls of Congress. Thou shalt not murder is still wrong. Thou shalt not steal. I don't care if it has a Gucci bag label on it or not. It's still wrong. Thou shalt not commit adultery. It is still wrong. God is a holy God. I want to be different with my life. I'm asking you on the count of three, if you have never fully surrendered your life to Jesus Christ, today is your day. When I count to three, you're going to live Lift your hand and say, I want Jesus to be Lord of my life. It's not just believing in God. Come on. I believe in the love of God. Do you believe in the justice of God? The creed says we believe that he will come again and he will judge the living and the dead. 
And I just wanted him to say, I was hungry and you didn't feed me. I was thirsty and you didn't give me a drink. That's what this offering is about, that we reach our city. With our content, with our compassion, on three, you need to surrender every part of your life to Jesus Christ. You're going to raise your hand. One. On three, you're just going to raise your hand. Two. Three. Right now. I see your hand, ma'am. Thank you. Thank you, ma'am. Thank you, ma'am. Thank you, sir. Come on. Keep it up. It doesn't matter what they think. If they judge you because you raised your hand, you don't want them to be your friend anyway. Tell them to talk to the hand. It's already up. I'm accepting Jesus. Amen. Everyone say, Jesus, forgive me. Come into my heart. Be the Lord of my life. And I thank you. I am different. I am saved. All the goodness of the Savior is coming into me. Amen. Now what we're going to do we're going to worship with this build together offering. This is very, very holy, very, very sacred. Once a year, the nation of Israel in the Old Testament would come, and they said no one should come without a sacrifice. And they would come, and they would worship the Lord's way, and then they would live the Lord's will. Let's worship together and participate in the build together. All we want Pour out your spirit Our hearts are on fire You're all we desire We're ready yeah. Pour out your spirit We're waiting on you We want you to move You're all we want Pour out your spirit Our to the platform with us will you stretch your hands online and here in the auditorium we want to consecrate this offering to our God we want to dedicate it that God has given us the strength the power his presence 
to overcome not only the evil within us, but also the evil that's trying to destroy our world. Will you stretch forth your hands? I'm going to pray, and then Pastor Becky will end in prayer. Then Michael will come and give some instruction. Father, we thank you. Today is a holy day. We come, O oh Lord, not only like Old Testament priests, but God, New Testament saints. And God, we come that this would be used to contribute to the needs of the saints. That we would begin to share goodness and love to the world that we live in, O oh Lord. Father, we pray, God, through this Build Together offering, that we will not be overcome by the evil that seems like it's increasing. But Lord, greater is he that is in us than he he that is in the world. Father, as we look, O oh Lord, God, to the hills where our help comes from, our help comes from the Lord Jesus. In the day and the age we live in, O oh Lord, we need more of you, more of the scripture, more of prayer, more of the outpouring, O oh Lord. God, we live in a day when they call left, right, and right, left, up, down, and down, up, and good, evil, and evil, good. God, we come, we're not in a spirit of judgment. We come in a spirit of humility, and I pray multiply this offering. God, that the poor, the needy, the unreached will be reached, O oh Lord. God, we praise you for the provision that you have given us. God, there's not one that's without need. God, we are the church of Jesus Christ, triumphant and victorious in you, Jesus. Father, we thank you for the opportunity to Lord, partner with you today, God. I thank you for every person in this room that, Lord, just obeyed what you told them to do. I pray you will bless them. Father, you will bless their offering. You will bless the seed that they have sown today. We pray this seed will be multiplied. Father, there will be a supernatural grace. And Father, we thank you, for Lord, for each person. that God, Lord, we're going to new levels of faith today as we trust in you. And God, Lord, we allow you to use us in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 We so appreciate you spending time with us. If you'd like to invest into what God is doing through City Church California, you can go to our website, citychurchca.com, and click Give. Thanks again, and we hope to see you at one of our campuses this Sunday.